1: Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, AK Blender Ed Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Friday, December fifteenth. We'll be taking a look at the Week Fifteen Sunday slate for GPP strategy. So hit that thumbs up button. Give me those dummy thumbs here in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Remember, there's a there's a three game slate tomorrow right? We won't be talking about that, but we do have all the projections here. We do have content for it. Squirrel Patrol has is Hitting the Nuts column for premium members. We have tons of stuff here, so go subscribe to Roto-Grinders. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month, and we'll take care of you there, but joining me to discuss uh, this 10-game 10 10-game, 10 I believe 10. Yeah, 10, because we have, oh, because of Sunday and Monday and all that stuff. Uh, this morning is uh, Kyle Murray and, uh, you excited about these uh these the, the, it seems like it's a, it's a slate of two time periods. Right Kyle? Yeah. We got we got seven games in the early set, three games in the late set. Sure. And it feels like feels like if you, if you're leading GPPs at like 3:30 Eastern, like you, you better bet there's a lot of PMR coming up against you.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, That's how well, we were talking about that on the NBA show yesterday, too, because there was a bunch of backlog news and like all the good games were later. And it feels like that's the same thing with this one, with a lot of the, you know, it's only three games in the late window, but it seems like that's going to be where a lot of the love is for ownership and whatnot. But uh, yeah, only 10 games because we have the three gamer tomorrow, which I, I like the three gamers, honestly, and I, I don't mind the 10 game slate. So I think it's a pretty good weekend for some DFS and for some football for sure.
1: Okay, so on this show for GPP strategy, we're talking primarily about game stacks, team stacks, correlation, leverage, all the important things. Projections wise, the good plays are the good plays. Feel free to come get our projections. Right, we know we know about Kyron Williams. We know about you know, we know about uh, Ceedee Lamb. We know we know about that. The Christian McCaffrey, yeah. But from a game stack perspective, let's start talking about like I like start talking about the chalk first. Kyle and then we start going a little bit more off the board back and forth. So uh let's let's get it out of the way. I expect the highest owned game in general is this Rams Commanders game. On a byproduct of price. I know the basically we're going to be first talking about these these late set games. But the Rams and the Commanders now have a 50 and a half implied point to, uh, point total. The Rams have a 28 and a half implied point total. Which is the second highest on the slate? Kyron Williams at seventy five hundred, probably one of, if not the most owned running back on the slate, at least in that in that price range at seventy five hundred. But we have Stafford at at six k. We have Howell in the six ks. I think that the thing here, like I my my natural inclination as as a GPP player, is to play the leverage game by playing Stafford I Stafford people don't like clicking on it because they perceive that he doesn't have a ceiling right he could I think he threw for four touchdowns in one game this year and didn't even break like 25 points that no. Cup and Nakua are not like bad values but they don't stand out and they're fairly expensive my inclination is to play Stafford double stacks and then hope that uh Brian Robinson is out and I get to play Antonio Gibson as the run back. But I get the sense just from how you move your lineup construction together. I think there are going to be more people that are doing the opposite direction that they're playing Howell doubles and using Kyron Williams as the run back in the game stack. I, I what are your thoughts on both the Stafford side about the Stafford ceiling? And the fact that with the commanders, whenever you try to stack the commanders, it feels like whack a mole. Good luck figuring out which good figure out which game McLaurin's going to have eleven targets, and which game he's only going to have two targets.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think that with the way the the news is shaping up, like like you mentioned with uh, Antonio Gibson, we, right now we do have Robinson ruled out uh, in the projections, so we are expecting Gibson to kind of be the guy there. But um, Tutu Atwell will also being out. Is important. He's, I think he got back to limited practice yesterday, but still sounds like it's probably going to be 50 50. So if he remains out, which we have him out in the projections right now as well, Demarcus Robinson is another value piece that steps in and he kind of fits with either kind of way you want to start, whether it be Howell or Stafford. But, um, you know, back to back, pretty solid weeks for Robinson, two touchdowns in each of those games. So I think he'll get some love. Um, and I, I think also with the price of Cooper Cup, I think a lot of people like Cooper Cup on the industry, but it's one of those spots where I don't know if people are going to get him in a ton of lineups because of where they're allocating salary elsewhere. Kyron Williams on the same team in that same price range, I think he'll get, obviously, a lot more of a priority in terms of lineup building. So, yeah, I think I agree. I think people will start with uh, Howell. Right now we have the two quarterbacks in this game as the two highest-owned quarterbacks on the slate, so I do think both of these guys are going to get a lot of ownership regardless. Uh, And I do think people will pair Kyron with Stafford a lot as well but um, in terms of Stafford's ceiling I agree like I do I do agree with you that people sort of have that feeling and I think a lot of it is largely because he has no rushing upside like you know you look at a lot of these guys that are consistently getting a lot of ownership in terms of um, quarterback play and a lot of them have rushing upside and Stafford doesn't have any you mentioned the the touchdowns that he's been throwing three straight games with three plus touchdowns and these have been the best three games of the year he hasn't thrown for 300 yards in any of them, 294 last week, but uh, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards since week, I think, four. Um, But these are actually his three best games because the touchdown production, which obviously is going to carry a lot of his weight when he's not getting any rushing upside. So, um, you know, I I agree he doesn't have as much upside as other quarterbacks with rushing potential, Um, but at 6K, the ceiling is definitely still there if he throws, you know, three or four touchdowns. Again, obviously, great matchup here for him.
1: Also on the late set, we have another team that is going to be popular is the, the 49ers that have the highest implied point total. Yeah. We see obviously Christian McCaffrey, 9,300 people love playing McCaffrey. You can, you can preload pretty much 20 points as a floor, kind of anytime you play him Uh, Brock Purdy, they still are not pricing up enough that he just doesn't matter how many passes he throws. He's going to get you 25 points at quarterback. It seems you got Debo there? You got Ayuk there. The Cardinals defense is is awful. And the 49ers have no problem just running up the score. Uh, On the other side, you do have guys like McBride at 5,200 at tight end. Uh, Michael Wilson, cheap 3,300 wide receiver. I mean, in comparison, like, I almost feel like I ran a bunch of lineups this morning just as preliminary exercise. I get more Kyler Murray as part of this game stack instead of Purdy. And Kyler Murray, yeah, 6,400, 400 cheaper than Purdy. And I know the Cardinals have a 17 and a half implied point total, but they're at home and Kyler Murray can run uh, for the ownership discount. I mean, I know we have Purdy at six, 6.75% ownership. I don't think he's going to be that low owned. I think you know people have been used to just clicking on Purdy's name and moving on. Uh, and especially on this week where I don't think it's a necessity to pay up at quarterback in your lineup construction. Uh, What are your thoughts on this game? Would you just prefer to just play the 49ers and they get there all the time? I'm more inclined to even, if I'm either play the Murray side or just play like, like what I've been doing. Play one 49er in every lineup you play. Like someone here, either McCaffrey, Debo, or Ayuk, or even Kittle, you could even say. Like one of them is gonna put up like 30 points. And on especially the way that the totals are this year in the NFL with all these lower scoring games, getting 30 points in fantasy, I mean, that's that you probably you probably want it, right? There aren't that many people that are putting up that many points. Uh And I think on this week, especially with the Rams-Commanders game, and we'll talk about the Cowboys and the Bills game, maybe the 49ers, while being owned, may not really be as high-owned as maybe they should be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of that kind of that rule that you mentioned where you want at least one of the Niners, I think you can even go as far as saying, you know, if you want to, if you're you're playing, you know, fewer lineups, having one of either the passing attack with Purdy and a stack or, McCaffrey you know I think we should be expecting a lot of production here obviously 30 implied team total and some really good fantasy producers here so yeah I agree with that uh kind of the idea of having at least one of these guys and you know the majority if not all of your lineups just because there are so many of them uh you even can loop in Kittle there as well so yeah I agree with that and then you know talking about the Murray side I think that's pretty interesting because you know in a game where McCaffrey IU uh you know two I guess two of these four really have the 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 massive ceiling games you're probably expecting, you know, you're probably wanting some sort of, you know, production on the other side of things, right. To keep the, you know, the 49ers their foot on the, on the gas, all four quarters. Cause you know, we're getting to a point, you know, 12 and a half point spread here. It is kind of at that point where you have to worry about that. But um, if you get a few touchdowns from the Cardinals or maybe even a couple touchdowns that are at the right time for, for the Cardinals here, uh, that can really sort of push the Niners for four quarters. And, elevate sort of iuk and debo and, and mccaffrey kind of pushing two and kittle as well pushing two of those four uh into you know really strong tournament kind of performances there uh, and then obviously getting a low own leverage play on the other side with uh with kyler and that set. and you have a couple of guys that make sense right mcbride you mentioned wilson um hollywood's been really bad as of late but um you know at five one i I don't love the i I mean he's just been really bad so it's hard to press that button but you know if you are you have to get your money back
1: somehow we have to i've lost (laughs) too much money with marquis brown i need to get it back somehow
2: yeah yeah um i hear you there i mean he has those like two i think it was two games where we had the twelve target game like he still has that you know ability to to kind of get honed in by murray so you know i think you could do it if you if you want to i know it's kind of ugly to to press that button because how bad he's been but um, like you said, you got to get the money back somehow. And this is a really good leverage spot, but, um, McBride, I think is a pretty strong play here. Five, two, again, I think he's just too involved. I know the matchup isn't great, but you know, tight ends, you know, they're going to be leaned on in, in spots where the quarterbacks are under a lot of pressure and, and dealing with a tough matchup even more so. So I don't, I don't mind McBride in the bad matchup, but yes, yeah, a really good game in general to target. Uh, and you know, you mentioned the Murray stack is a really good way to get leverage in it as well.
1: Okay, the last game in the in the late set, we got the Cowboys at the Bills. We got expensive guys in this game. I mean, that this is what's going to keep the ownership of this game down is just line of construction. Prescott is 8K. Allen's 8,200. CeeDee Lamb's 9,200. Diggs is 8,400. Then you got Tony Pollard there, who I think will be the more owned player in this game at 6,700. On the road, as a one-and-a-half-point dog, Uh I prefer the the Buffalo side of this game. I don't know how owned. Like it's it's going to be very hard for me to judge what we've seen this year, as far as projected ownership versus actual ownership. Is that remember when we're projecting ownership? You know, it's done with some algorithmic based judgment on how lineups construction fits together. You know, if you people are playing, people are playing a lot of McCaffrey. Right, you can't play a lot of CeeDee Lamb, right? Because you can't fit that in, in one lineup. So, like all these things affect one another. I still get the sense that people tend to gravitate towards good game environments. So we'll have like CeeDee Lamb at 8% projected ownership. That could easily be 14, 16. Digs at four, that could easily be 10. Right. But the thing is, is that I think this will depend on if Brian Robinson plays. Right, it's going to depend on if Gibson is is a value. It's going to depend on how many people want to click on Ezekiel Elliott's name, right? We'll get to the the one PM games. Like how much? How many people are going to want to play two value wide receivers? They're going to play Demarcus Robinson and Demario Douglas or some you know something like that. So it's hard for me to judge here, but my my instinct is to play the Allen's like to play Pollard with the Allen side to do something more like Allen. Diggs, pollard uh you can't say that dak doesn't have rushing upside because he does he does scramble he can rush in a touchdown but i don't know if this is more of a football take when it comes to the range of outcomes the bills kind of need to win this game
2: yeah yeah definitely uh and in terms of i mean yeah i know you're not definitely not a narrative guy i'm not a narrative guy but two pretty uh both quarterbacks pretty high in the, in the MVP front running, both want it. Both have talked about it publicly. So that'd be pretty interesting. I think it's gonna be a pretty good real life football game. I will say from an ownership perspective, the, you know, the probably the reason why we're seeing lower numbers on these guys is because like you mentioned, you, you only have so much you can work with salary wise. And when the, you know, the baseline algorithm is, is dictating that, you know, it's going to see guys like McCaffrey and Kyron Williams projecting better than guys like CeeDee lamb and Stefan Diggs, And it's going to priori- prioritize those guys in terms of what the public's going to do. But in tournaments, people are going to flock to this game still. So I agree. I think it's going to be higher owned than we're seeing. But I do still think it's going to be, you know, less popular than the Rams game and probably even, you know, the McCaffrey side of uh, the the Arizona game as well. So um, there's definitely some leverage here because they're going to be lower owned than Kyron Williams and McCaffrey, I would say. But with CeeDee Lamb and even Stephon Diggs, um, it's going to be a little bit bit a little bit higher owned, I would say, especially in, in smaller field stuff than, than we're seeing here uh on the screen, but uh still gonna be lower owned compared to some of these other top plays. But you know, it is a really good environment and it's one where you know this Dallas has just been a really good fantasy like a fantasy spot, right? Because they've been putting up so many points and you know their defense is really good. But if Buffalo can get their offense going as well, like we saw, you know, a couple weeks ago in that Philly game, um, you know, there's a spot where we could see a lot of points put up here. And there's a couple of plays that I think are going to be, you know, just maybe one-offs that are popular. Pollard, I think, will be like that. Cook might get some love. I think Ferguson could potentially be pretty popular. Ferguson, I like quite a bit this week. Um, you know, if you're not playing McBride at five two, Ferguson, four hundred bucks cheaper, I think makes a lot of sense. But as a tournament option, Kincaid in that same range, I don't think we'll get any ownership at all. And when you look at you know the routes run and the target percentage, his numbers really didn't change much at all. Uh, with Dawson Knox coming back, Knox is going to be involved, but you know, they were still using guys like Quentin Morris when uh Knox was out. So, for uh, so Kincaid, we kind of have a very similar role, uh, in terms of targets. Obviously, he was dealing with an, an injury as well last game, and he still had 19 and percent of the targets last game. So, Kincaid, I think, is one of my favorite tournament tight ends of the week just because I, I just think his upside in a game where we're expecting a lot of points. And I do think people are sort of assuming his role to kind of drift off more than it probably will with Dawson Knox returning. I mean, they drafted Kincaid in the first round for a reason. They're not planning to, you know, have Dawson Knox take, take his job. So uh, Kincaid is definitely still the guy there. And he's one of my favorite tournament plays in this game. uh, And as a a tight end this week.
1: Uh, Chad is mentioning the weather about this game. I always want to mention the weather is already reflected in the projections and it's also always reflected in the, in the, in the totals. So like yeah, when you see a team, when you see a game total, that's still 50 and a half. Like that's already counted. It's not like, like I, I you're double counting. If you do, if you do this, it's not like uh, people don't like sports bettors because these totals like NFL spread sides and totals, right? Are like some of the most efficient markets, like more efficient than, than some financial markets, right? So it's Friday, the game is on Sunday. Yeah, I, sports betters see the weather report like that. It's not. It's not like all of a sudden on Sunday morning this game total is going to go down six points. Like we we see the weather forecast and the total is still the highest on the slate. So like I I people overreact to this weather stuff. Look at last week with the Ravens game. And then you, yeah. turn, you turn on the TV and you look like this, the, the looks like everything's fine. Like what did people like the total didn't move. So you're telling oh. me that uh, you're going to avoid a 50 and a half total. And you're yeah. going to rather play a, a game that has a total that has like literally two touchdowns lower because you're scared of the weather. <laughs> like it's already reflected. If the, if the weather was that bad, the total in this game would be 42. It wouldn't be yeah. 50 and a half.
2: Yeah. I mean, definitely like the, the Vegas totals is 100%, you know, factoring in the weather, but also, um, you know, Roth, who's obviously, you know, the 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 goat of weather uh, in our industry, says it's it's green light here. So 10 to 15 mile power winds, dry with mild temps for Buffalo standards. So, and honestly, Buffalo can get pretty brutal. So it actually sounds like it might be all right for Buffalo standards. So um, it's like it's all systems go there.
1: Okay, so now we got the 1 p.m. game. So essentially all the chalk is kind of late right from yeah. a game stack perspective but then maybe one of these 1 pm games with the lower totals especially some of these stacks could be pretty cheap uh what's a off the board game kind of that you're looking at that you'd be looking to either game stack or team stack
2: yeah i think the one that i'm interested in is the miami and jets game that is a game with some weather uh and you know when you talk about um Vegas kind of being the, the big indicator there for weather, you know, opened up the week with, a, I think, Tua had a 265 or 270 passing prop total. and That number's actually gone down to like 230. So I don't know. That might be Tyreek Hill related. It also might be weather related. It might be a mix of both. Um Not 100% sure there, but this is still a game that I have interest in. You know, we saw Miami give up some points to Tennessee last week. Uh, and if the Jets Zach Wilson looked pretty good last week, I will say he, I think that was by far the best we've ever seen Zach Wilson. Look not saying that that's automatically going to carry over to this week, but we have some good fantasy producers on the jet side with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Um, and obviously we know that Miami has some guys as well, who we can definitely make a, a stack up. Hill's very expensive. So tough to get to. And if you do that, obviously you're probably not getting to Christian McCaffrey or CeeDee Lambs because Tyreek Hill is almost 10 K, but in a large field, you know, taking a stab there, uh, I definitely think that it's going to be a spot where this game maybe gets a little overlooked. I'm actually seeing. Looks like the Jets guys are actually getting some some pretty good ownership here. 25 percent on Wilson, 18 on Brees Hall. And that was that was much lower yesterday, so it's gone up uh, in the last 24 hours or so. But still, the, the Miami side should be low on because I, I just think people are probably having a difficult time assessing where the ball might go or who might get the production. Obviously, a chain and Moster are like the same price at the running back position, both. Pretty explosive. We saw Mostert kind of have a an average game up until the last like five minutes of that Monday night game where he scored twice uh in, in rapid succession and then obviously Waddle and Hill. But uh yeah, still a lot of upside here on this Miami side.
1: Right. I think that the lowest zone the Dolphins are gonna be. I mean, their point total is much lower. The Jets defense is very good. Yep. But I mean, Tyreek Hill, if you told me if any week, any matchup that he put up forty plus fantasy points. Like you're not shocked, you you don't get access to that like from anyone else on the slate that is gonna be pro- probably single digit owned. Yeah. So even though it's a bad matchup, even though there's weather concerns, even that's hey, there's literally injury concerns. I mean, I think yeah. I saw a quote that like he literally can't pivot. Like, so yeah. that that's that's not a good sign, <laughs> but that also means that a lot of people are not gonna take on the risk, and I don't mind taking on the risk. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I have ten lineups in GPP. I don't know if I'm going to play Tyree Kill, but I wouldn't call you nuts if you just said 9900. He's Tyree Kill. I'm going to take a shot at low ownership for 30 plus points. But the game that I'm, I've, 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 I've a moderate stack. You know me. I'm like me and the vomit stacks. Okay, so yep. I, I got a, I got a vomit stack for you. But I first want to take a look at what you mentioned. The Dolphins because they have a 23 and a half implied total. So like, I don't consider vomit stacks to be teams that actually have decent totals, right? Yeah. It has to be a team where you look at and you go, how do you play these people? <laughs> uh, a team that may go overlooked. I think there, there's going to be pieces of this team being played, but maybe not in total. And this is the Buccaneers-Packers game. Uh, Packers have a twenty-two and a half and a half implied point total. Like that's only one less than the Dolphins. And that's like that's like the highest outside of that. That's higher than the Chiefs, right? Chiefs have a 22.75 implied total. I mean, the, the if the slate was just the 1 p.m. games, the Packers have the second highest implied point total. And these guys are pretty cheap. I mean, why can't I play Jordan Love with Jaden Reed and Tucker Craft? Tucker Craft is like out there on almost every play. He may not get much of a target share, but he's out there. And a lot of times we don't mind punting the tight end position because most of these guys don't have you, – you're not really getting burned a lot of the times anyway if you, you put up seven points in your tight end slot. But Jaden Reed, I mean, he has some like Debo Samuel type properties. They're giving him, you know, some yeah. some rushes and stuff. So like pairing these guys together, I mean, because once you plug in Jordan Love at 6,200 and Jaden Reed at 4,900 and Tucker Craft at 3,000, you could play Rashad White. I think he's going to be low on this week with other running backs that are sexier in that price range. I know he's a boring play and I, yeah, he used to be a little bit cheaper, but Rashad white has like the second best role. Like what he's probably up there. It's probably McCaffrey, him and and now Kyron Williams. as like guys that like play like 90% of the snaps and catch balls out of the backfield. I'm not scared of the Packers defense. Uh, What, what, what are your thoughts on, I don't expect this game to shoot. This doesn't feel like a shootout type of game. But the thing is, is that when you're playing guys at this price level, I don't need it to be like, I just need, I just need Jordan Love to throw for 302 touchdowns. I need Jaden Reed to, you know, go eight for 80 with one touchdown at 4,900 Tucker Kraft to three for 20 in a touchdown and Rashad White to give me his normal 20 points. And I have the money to like play everyone else. I mean, I dude, I can play McCaffrey in that lineup. I can play other people. Uh, and the ownership doesn't seem to. I mean, yeah, it's, I think Jaden Reed is going to be fairly popular in this this five k level wide receiver range. And I think some people may punt it, with Craft at like in cash games, maybe. But I'm not sure how many people are going to play Jordan Love at 6200 when there are other core when Stafford's there at 6k and Purdy's at 6800. Like, I don't know. People don't like playing Jordan Love either because he kind of sucks.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think, you know, Reed and and Kraft will probably have their own ownership regardless, but I don't don't think Love will get a a ton of Love, Um, especially, you know, you mentioned the the Rams and Commanders game with both those quarterbacks being in the same price range. So, yeah, I agree. And I think it's a pretty good spot. Both teams also their defenses are bottom 11 against the pass. So it could be a spot where, you know, two teams sort of, Looking to pass more because that's where the weakness is uh, in their opposition, and you know, that kind of you know slows the game down, clock stopping more, more plays being ran. So can definitely uh, even if there are you know necessarily a ton of points put up. You can still see you know, it, may, it might not be necessarily a shootout, but you see an uptick in terms of pace and plays, and you know more fantasy production, and maybe not necessarily a ton of points because you know they're they're not the best offenses in the world. But um, if you're seeing more plays and, and more pace. Uh, you can definitely get more expected production there. Obviously some injuries in the game to to monitor there with Wicks getting banged up. sounded like he wasn't going to play for a couple of weeks. It sounded like there was a high ankle sprain there that he dealt with on Monday, but he's questionable. AJ Dillon apparently broke his thumb. He's questionable. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously been out the last couple of weeks with a knee injury questionable. So it sounds like, you know, it might be a spot where also Packers have nobody in the backfield uh, might be the Kenyon Drake show back there or the Patrick Taylor show back there. Maybe they're going to be throwing even more. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I like the stack idea for, for the Packers and in this game. And obviously, we know Tampa Bay. You, said, you mentioned Rashad White, but also the pass catchers. There's definitely some guys to get to here. So I like it.
1: Okay. So do you have a vomit stack type of? <laughs> a, a, a lower team total. I, I have one. I, I'm hoping maybe you're not going to select the one that I have. <laughs> I mean, I have one and a half. I mean, I kind of, kind of two. I mean, that you could play, but. Yeah. So what what what's one of these these hold your nose low implied team total cheap guys let's jam in everyone else type of type of type of stacks so cuz I cuz I don't put Packers in there cuz Packers have the quality from the price perspective but their team total is actually pretty decent so like to me I don't think you're holding your nose to play a Jordan Love stack but yeah. I think there's there's some others where you're really holding your nose
2: yeah, definitely. Um, I think from uh holding your nose because it might be a little bit ugly. Uh, I definitely, I definitely have one, but they're not. They're also not the cheapest stack. I just think they're going to be pretty low owned. Um, it's the Bears, seventeen and a half implied total here for them. Um, they're not overly cheap. Like you still have Justin Fields at seven K. DJ Moore is six nine. So maybe they're not a uh, you know a through and through vomit stack because they don't necessarily offer like that instant salary relief. But I don't think when people are going to play them and it's actually you know the browns have a reputation of being an elite defense and while i think they still have a good defense they haven't really shown us anything over the past month you know maybe even month and a half they've allowed 27 or more points in four of their last five games and one of those games were against the still with Matt Canada led steelers uh, a few weeks ago so um that's not necessarily a ringing endorsement uh, of their defense there 27 against the jags 36 to the rams 29 from the Broncos, so I mean, those are good offenses, but maybe not necessarily, you know, top tier. And then obviously 31 against the Ravens uh, about a month ago. So teams have been putting up points on this Cleveland team. Um, And obviously with Joe Flacco on the other side, they've turned to a pass heavy approach. Uh, I think 40 plus attempts, uh, maybe even 44, yeah, 44 and then 45 pass attempts for Flacco and his two starts. So they're throwing the ball a lot more which only bodes well. And that probably correlates with more points being scored against them. Uh, you know, they're obviously stopping the clock more on, on incompletions and whatnot. Like, uh, so that's going to bode well from a fantasy environment. Uh, and then in terms of guys who you can pair up with Justin Fields and you can even use Joe Flacco as well. Joe Flacco, that would be the vomit stack, right? That's, that's kind of where I would, you know, that, that instantly. Well, I don't know how much relief. of a
1: vomit stack that is. I mean, I, th- I actually think people want to play Cooper yeah. and Njoku. I think, I think, the people will look at this and go, this is the sneaky place, right? They're going to go, <laughs> I'm going to play Flacco and Joe Cooper, run it back with the uh, with uh, DJ Moore. And then yeah. they're going to, Locke's going to hit at one o'clock and they're going to wonder, like, why did I just play a 22% <laughs> tight end? And why is Amari Cooper like 16% owned and Joe Flacco yeah. is 8% owned? And like, it, it ends up being that like, this is like the fourth highest owned like team on the entire slate. Like yeah. that that's that's the problem I have with the Browns. It's not that I don't I don't I and I don't like the Browns. Uh and the Bears to me, if you told me that Justin Fields has 40 fantasy points or DJ Moore has 30 plus fantasy points, are you shocked? Right? Justin Fields could rush for a hundred yards. I mean, yes, yeah. it's a bad matchup on the road. The Bears are not a good team, but these are the types of players that just like with the Tyreek Hill situation. Of Justin Fields seven K milli maker winning lineup when he you know rushes for a hundred and throws for two hundred has four total touchdowns and people are wondering oh the only reason we didn't play them is because because of Browns
2: yeah yeah I I agree and you know you know you're talking ownership like Kamat being in that same game two dollars cheaper than Njoku, that's uh, you know an easy pivot to make there if you wanted to get lower owned I I do like Cooper a good amount um you know he i, I think at 30% of the targets last week and you know looking around his ownership i'm actually curious about because obviously looking around in the industry we're a lot higher uh, on him compared to projection so uh maybe that's the spot where our ownership's going to you know instantly look higher because our projection is better on cooper um and that's always one of the things that you, that's why it's it's good to look around and get a feel for the industry but um Cooper, I think potentially might be a little bit lower than what our numbers are looking like, just because of the fact that you know our projections are higher. But Elijah Moore at four or five, he's another one of those guys who has you know he's an interesting player because we see him pretty involved in the in the uh, in the passing game, six plus targets in five straight games. Uh, but he also is a guy who has a lot of design plays as well. His first target shares is a lot higher than most guys in this price range that you're going to see, which is always a nice thing to have. You know that you're going to get some design targets for a guy like Moore, forty five hundred. Uh, so he's another a pivot in this spot to, you know, also get salary, but also, you know, have a, a nice tournament uh, kind of contrarian leverage play there. And then for Darnell Mooney, he finally got involved a little bit last week. He's just been brutal and sort of shut out of the offense. Um, but, you know, the Bears have been dealing with some injuries kind of down their depth chart in terms of, you know, guys like Velas Jones, Tyler Scott, Equinemius uh, St. Brown. All these guys are banged up right now. Um, so maybe if these guys aren't getting as much, plenty of time cycling in and out. Maybe you'll see more time for Mooney and more targets. It's more of a, you know, dart throw there, but he is 3,400. So that's kind of what you're going to, you know, that's kind of what you're hoping for down here. So there's plenty of ways to to get some salary and, and definitely be contrarian uh, in this game. So especially from the bear side, I, I like this game a pretty good amount.
1: Okay. So my vomit stack of the week, as of right now, I'm going to give you a stack with a quarterback. That has won the past three games, right? He's won the past three games. Now they're on the road and they're playing indoors, right? They're playing indoors, especially if you're going to look at the blitz, right? Once you (laughs) get the dome factor in effect, uh, they're very cheap and uh, they're playing a team with a quarterback that tends to, tends to screw things up a lot. Uh, And I interest you in... Some Tommy DeVito <laughs> at 5K, right? Hey, let's let's, let's come on. Tommy DeVito, Wondell Robinson, Darius Slayton, yep. Jalen Hyde. I mean, all these people are cheap, right? You can run it back. You can pair. You compared DeVito with 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 Barkley, even. You can yeah. run it back with Camaro or Olave on the other side. I mean, like how? how I mean, DeVito's 5K, Wondell's 3700. Slayton's 3,100, Hyatt is 3,200. I mean, there's there's no one on the Giants other than Barkley that's, like, cost you any money. I know, yeah, it's a 16.75 implied team total, but, like, if Carr is playing, like, Carr could easily, like, noodle arm Carr could screw up anything at any time, right? Uh, the Giants' defense ain't, ain't, like, bad or anything. What's wrong with, hope? you know, they're in the Dome. Jalen Hyatt, 70-yard touchdown. I mean, like, Wondell Robinson has, you know, seven catches for 70 yards and the touchdown and Barkley. I mean, like, I, the Saints' defense is good, right? But it's Tommy DeVito. He's the talk of the town. How do you not, how do you not play DeVito in the dome?
2: Yeah, I, I like it a lot. First of all, I think Wondell Robinson is one of the better value plays that isn't getting a ton of steam as of right now. Uh, on the slate, so I like Wanda Robinson, and then two of my favorite sort of spend-up tournament plays are also in this game with Olave and Alvin Kamara. So, uh yeah, there's a lot to like, and Kamara might only get better uh, once we get some news on Taysom Hill, who's questionable. um You know, taking him out, you know, might not sound like a huge deal, but he has so much work in the red zone, and obviously, he's running the ball quite a bit. That's only going to help Kamara. uh So, yeah, Kamara I like a lot. Olave I like a pretty good amount as well. Um, so that, that's two obviously pretty expensive runbacks there. But if you're playing the Giants, salary doesn't really matter a whole lot. But did you see that, um, DeVito's agent got uh inducted into the the Italian Hall of Fame, the Italian Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame with like Dan Marino, DiMaggio? Is, this there guy. Really,
1: is, that, is that does that actually exist?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: it does. There's a physical place that you can go I, and and. and
2: I don't know if it's necessarily a physical place, but let's see. Italian Sports Hall of Fame.
1: It doesn't count if it's not a physical space, because then it could just be anything.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a physical space in Chicago.
1: The, the Italian Sports Hall of Fame. He's already been... His agent has already been inducted. Is is that how... How few Italian... How few Italian sports, <laughs> sports stars are there that this guy could get in like on like a week's notice?
2: I don't know. I mean, like... So just looking at uh, the names that I saw when I read the article, it was Dan Marino, Joe DiMaggio. There was another pretty big name as well. And I was like, dang, those are pretty big names. Because at first I thought it was just like kind of a joke thing. And then I read those names. But, you know, looking at the Wikipedia, which again, who knows how. There's a lot of names here. So maybe it's not that like of a, maybe if you're just Italian at all, you instantly get put in. But like the Andrettis are in here. Those are pretty big names. So um, Alex Del Vecchio, old uh, hockey player there. So yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some big names, but there's a lot of names in here too. So maybe it's not like a, maybe it's it's not not that exclusive exclusive of a club. Yeah. Right. It's kind
1: of, yeah. They kind of let any, they kind of let anyone in. Right. But I, I, I come from Brooklyn. I'm originally from Brooklyn. Like that guy is not a meme. That guy exists. I can tell like, (laughs) that isn't like, like, Oh my God. It's like, he came out of a movie. It's like, no, that I, I knew like 700 people that, that that's exactly that that's South brook South Brooklyn or Howard Beach or something like that you know I went to Italian restaurants that that's that's you'll see you'll see you'll see you'll see thirty one of those people sitting down <laughs> at tables right that's the whole thing
2: yeah that that, that was priceless so i uh, I figured that was a good story to share <laughs> uh
1: another another vomit stack uh, i that, I said it's a half a vomit stack uh to me I view this as like leverage off of what could be a chalky Ezekiel Elliott. Can I interest you in some Bailey Zappi stacks with Demario Douglas and Devontae Park? Cause it, cause I'm just looking at the price. It's just like, yeah, this team sucks. Right. But I mean, the price is just like, if you're going to play Demarius Douglas as a value play, why not just hope that Bailey Zappi throws him the ball a ton? And it's not, the chiefs don't look nearly as good as they did their defense is actually probably better than their offense now. Uh you could even play Zappy with Elliott. I mean like you could play Zappy, Elliot, D- Demarius Douglas and then just jam in everything you want in the rest of your lineup. So the, this is the main reason. It's like I I I'm, I'm not like pro Tommy DeVito or pro Bailey Zappy. It's just finding finding like three value like when you could look at our projections and go there are three guys from one team that have a decent salary adjustment value that if i just played all 3 of them together correlated well all, so many people will play them as a one off 8% of people play this guy as a one off 14% of people play this guy as a one off but no one wants to combine them together it's like well i'll just combine them together and then dude i could just jam everything i want around it and the only way you could jam everything you want around it is by playing one of these like that is the key to this it's it's less about the stack or the game it's more about the fact that i can play Ceedee lamb and christian mccaffrey in the same lineup and the value pieces that i'm playing are correlated to each other so i'm not playing demarcus robinson and wandell Robins. like they're in two different games like i just want to correlate i want one game to kind of go off a very cheap price and then everyone else to hit their ceiling like that's the benefit of these types of things but i think i'm much more likely to click on Tommy DeVito than I am for Bailey Zappi.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. Definitely prefer DeVito over Zappi. I think the one thing that really holds me back from Zappi, other than it being Billy Zappi is the, you know, main pairing is with Douglas and Douglas, I think is actually be very popular. We have him at like 3%, but again, that's because our projection is lower than projections around the industry. Um, we're a lot lower on him than the kind of the market, I guess. Um, which I don't love. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the value guy that's like in in the mid teens, right? Which I'll I'll hard pass on a Patriots receiver that's going to be popular. That's yeah, sure he's thirty nine hundred, but much rather play Wandell Robinson. Um, so I, there's a couple of guys, uh, even Jonathan Mingo, who uh, I don't know if I would call that a value stack that I like, but um, like I would prefer Mingo over Douglas at lower ownership as well. Um, but you know, in terms of comparing. The, the Patriots about vomit stack to others prefer the giants. I think I might even prefer the jets as well with Zach Wilson. I know, you know, you know, the, the pairing partners aren't as cheap there, but still Zach Wilson's cheap enough to kind of make some things work there. Um, and then you also have, uh, you know, what can I interest you in any, uh, any Davis mills here for Houston with, uh, uh, I guess we'll see how their offense kind of operates with no CJ Stroud, but, They've been a team that's kind of been trying to play a little bit more high power. Obviously, Nico Collins is expensive, but you have a couple of other guys And Nico Collins doesn't play, which sounds like he's 50-50 right now, I would say, um, especially with Stroud out. Maybe if he's out, you got guys like John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson getting more time, uh, Robert Woods, Noah Brown, who we've already seen. Both of those guys have a couple of big games. I know it's ugly for Mills, but we've seen him at least um, have decent games before. Uh, not many, but, you know... Tennessee's been well, I love a, the, way that the best
1: thing you could say about a guy is we've seen him before. <laughs> we've seen him. We've seen him. He's there. We, He's... Yeah.
2: We have some information to work with, um, <laughs>
1: but yeah. <laughs> what is it? What does his agent look like? I'm going to, I'm going to roster people this week that have like kooky agents. Like, so, it, so he has, I, to... we need to have some content, some premium content. Let's Devin, who's producing get Like get, get on that. Let's have a video. You know, we need to have a video of the kooky agents. Right? This guy, if
2: it's going to be it the has opposite, to be
1: included in our projection model, the kooky <laughs> I'm putting it on the schedule right now.
2: <laughs> Looks like uh, you know, based on Davis Mills, you know, the the really long neck. I'm assuming this guy either has no neck at all, or his neck is even longer. Um, but his name is Joe Siegel Seagal. That's that's the information I have for you right now.
1: How, how do you What's his? What's his? How do you how do you spell that name?
2: S-E-G-A-L.
1: So what's his first name? Joel. Joel? Yep. <laughs> Siegel? A American yep. sports agent. Okay. We can see here. I don't know. It doesn't look kooky enough. I mean, he kind of... right we see here?
2: Yeah, he's, he's not as memeable, that's for sure.
1: Right. Like this guy? Do you, I'm not rostering Mills. I mean... <laughs> right? There's no he's got a nice picture with anymore.
2: Patrick Peterson there, though. That must that be count? his, uh, yeah, probably not right.
1: This guy looks like a kind of normal could be a, could be a sports agent. could be a real estate agent. Like that's what it, you know? Yeah. He,
2: right? He's not, he's not, not, he's not no
1: Joe DeVito's agent. I don't even know what his name is, but the, not enough kooky agent factor.
2: I think Tommy DeVito's agent's name is like Steve stilato or something like that, which is just like, you know, priceless.
1: Yeah. Steve stilato agent.
2: Oh, or Sean or Slotto. Is... Yeah, Sean Slotto. Ron sorry. Stilato. Yeah. Like, but... come on.
1: How do you not wrestle <laughs> Tommy DeVito? Come on. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think we'll see uh, guy... Davis
2: Mills agent kissing his dad on the cheek.
1: Right. Come <laughs> on. You got to bump him up in the projections just from the, the kooky agent factor.
2: I'll get right on it. I'll get right on it.
1: <laughs> just that this is like the 50-year-old version of every guy that I knew in Brooklyn. Like, just everyone that like, there's like there's a hundred there's a thousand of these people
2: i actually can't tell how old that guy is like sometimes i'll see him and i think he looks like he's like 18 and then i'll look at him again it looks 40 i actually don't know right. how old he is
1: right he could be a very old looking 32 year old or yeah. a very young looking 68 year old
2: yeah like when i first saw him i thought he was like devito's alien. it was like devito's best friend or whatever like just happened right. to be his agent as well right because like, look at uh, this
1: look at this photo it looks like this guy could be like 20 26 years old Right, you yeah. see right here. Yeah, right, yeah. and then you look, you look at this, and it's like, oh, okay, it's this guy's fifty-eight, right, with a drug yeah. problem, right? That's what. It,
2: <laughs> Turns out he's forty-five.
1: Right? Okay,
2: so right in so, the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Regression to
1: the mean, right in the middle. That's <laughs> got, that got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else on the slate other than just play the guys with kooky agents, and you're probably going to do well. <laughs> Anything else that that we haven't mentioned, macro stuff, anything content-wise that you're coming out with? Uh, you know, you have picks and props and anything, anything.
2: Yeah, we got some uh, we got some props in for the prop model. Put I think five or six of those in last night. Uh, been a been a downswing the past couple of weeks. So we, we we're at like seventy percent uh, hit rate to start the years. So we you know a little bit of a regressing to the mean there, but I, I feel confident with this week. Uh, we have the Saturday best that's up right now for the three game. The Sunday best will be up. Uh, I'll have that up probably tonight around dinner time, I would say. Uh, and then a prop video coming out later today as well. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Right. You could always get our props and pick them package. Right. Let's say you're not playing DFS. You're, you're sick of it. You're done. Right. You don't want to have to play vomit stacks. You just want to bet on the props, get the pick them stuff, and you don't have to worry about anyone else. No leverage, no ownership. Who cares? So just if you want the props and pick them only, it goes along with our projections. So, I mean, like, if you're a premium member, you can just download the projection. You can do whatever the hell you want with them. That's what I do. We have stat-level projections. But you just want, like, the top the top projections versus what the books have, right? You get a table. You get our top 20, our scores and odds prop model, top 20. You get all the expert picks, right? Just get our props and pick package. I believe there's a sale. I believe you get, like, a week or something. To maybe, maybe Devin can chime in. Like, are we still running the, the like the for your first month is like 10 bucks or something? I'm pretty sure that was an introductory sale only. I'm pretty sure we are now back to full regular price for it. Okay, so there you missed it. That's what happens. You miss things, you gotta you gotta get them quick. Uh, if you right? can find it, if you can find a graphic somewhere on the site, maybe you could find a back door, but I'm pretty sure that was just a, a one time sale for the beginning. Okay, but 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 pick that up if you want that. Uh I'll be on uh, MMA Crunch Time tomorrow. We got a UFC pay-per-view card. 12 fights, buzz 14. We can't have nice things. They always have to cancel fights. Uh, so I'll be on that with, uh, with the Mike H3 Buddha tomorrow. We got we got NBA tonight, right? We got NHL. We got any, our NHL stuff is always running, right? We got articles for that. We got uh, the Discord is great for that. So join us there in the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Uh, Grinders Live will be later today. Crunch time. We got the pre-lock show. We got Saturday Slate. We got the Blitz. The Blitz Show with Cardi. We got everything here, so hit that, hit that notification bell. You'll always know when we go live. And if you're new here, hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button anyway at the door. I'm I'm telling you to do a lot of things. Do one of them. <laughs> pick one of them to do. To pick the your favorite one to do and do one of those things. And uh, thanks, uh, Kyle, for uh, for coming on the show. And uh, and I'll see you back here on uh, Monday talking about all things you're thinking about. Daily fantasy, props and pick 'em on roto grinders today.